This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess. It's about reclaiming your life, and that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline, a licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, this is John here from Freedom's Disciple Podcast, the only show on the Blaze where you come for the accents, where you stay for the principles and the love and defense of American exceptionalism. You're about to listen to a short clip from last weekend's show, and I'd encourage you to share it with your family and your friends. Also, please consider subscribing to our show. Search for Freedom's Disciple on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music, where a new show is released for free every Saturday at noon Eastern. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. Before I share this this last thought with you for today, I just wanted to just make an announcement. just want to give you some more information. So last week I told you I'm blessed to be attending CPAC next week and I'm going to be on Radio Row quite a lot. Um, I work with another com- company called Lanterns.Buzz. Check it out. I'm their, I have a fancy title. I'm a CCO, I think. I'm their head of radio. And if you're looking to get involved writing or research or wanting your own radio show, you have your own dreams, get in touch on social media or you can get contact me through my site, freedomsdisciple.com. We're looking for all talent levels, whether you have experience or whether you're newbie, no experience, just you have a dream. We'll work with you and help you. But next week we're on, we're going to be covering CPAC. We're giving you the, I'm hoping the best coverage that you'll get anywhere. We have a lot of exciting guests already lined up. Um, I can't name any of them because we haven't got days and times confirmed. And But we have a lot of exciting guests, some big guests as well. But we're going to be on Radio Row um, reporting, giving you analysis. So our coverage starts at 7 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. And we have a two-hour show, 7 to 9. You can catch our shows if you go look for Lanterns Radio Network on Spreaker.com. Or if you go to Facebook, we'll be also live on Facebook. And then we have nine hours of radio Thursday and Friday and seven hours of radio on sun, on Saturday. So all at different times. So it's I think it's 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern, a breakfast show, uh, Radio Row 11 to 2, and then Radio Row 5 to 9 Eastern in the evening. So that's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So we have a lot of coverage for you. 
um, if you, I would really appreciate it if you consider checking us out at some of the times because we're going to have breakdown of CPAC. We're going to be talking about the news of the day. It's going to be live, so I'm really excited about live radio. I love it. I love live radio. It's so it's it's intoxicating. But I'm going to be running that everything, so it will have a, a you'll have a standard behind it and there's going to be good conversations and we're going to have great interviews great coverage of all the speeches and it's going to be a fun fun event i can't wait to see the how cpac turns out this year i'm very excited to see so before we finish up today i just want to talk to you about one principle i I, and i don't know how to say this because i know people will take this the wrong way so i've been off on vacation this week and I've been spending some time in reflective thought and I've been thinking about this honestly for honestly since the election of Donald Trump and it's nothing to do with Donald Trump what it's to do with is I've heard some of the stuff the left has come out with and I just want to talk to you about a principle I love the Constitution I think it is one of the greatest documents ever written I've in some ways call myself a constitutionalist um, even though I hate labels but it's an apt one I follow the constitution I believe in the constitution and I, I talk about things whether they're constitutional or not from you know on the issues of the day I love it my love of the constitution has not changed but as I've been listening to the left talk about the constitution and saying some things I've realised the Constitution isn't the most important document. Because I've listened to the left, and it's kind of like you've put a mirror in front of me and said, hey, this is what you used to talk like. Now, granted, I think my motives are different to a lot of the left in the media who are just using it as a political weapon today. My um, motives behind the, the Constitution and speaking about it and praising it and promoting it were real because I believe in it. And those will never change regardless of who's president. Jesus could be president and I'd still talk about the Constitution. And I've been deadly serious. The left only use it when it suits them and when it's politically expedient for them. If I have no doubt that lots in the media and some of our liberal friends would drop the Constitution like a hot potato if their Hillary Clinton was in power. Or they had what Sally Cohn wanted and got President Clinton or President, someone from the left. They would not talk about the Constitution ever again until it suited them. But when I've listened to them talk, I've really felt you're missing something. Because all the Constitution is, is a set of rules, a set of guidelines, a set of principles. I know people... I call it the Trilogy of Freedom because it actually is three documents. Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. I know people throw in the Bill of Rights with the Constitution, but it is it is its own document. And as I was listening to them talk about the Constitution, the Constitution is incredibly important, don't get me wrong. I, my, my feelings for the Constitution haven't changed. My feelings for other documents have and when I was listening to them, and I've been off this week, and I've been thinking at it, and I'm still thinking about it in my head, so I'd love your thoughts on this. You can't have a con- conversation about the Constitution and how important it is to America without the Declaration of Independence. 
In fact, dare I say it, and this is not meant as an insult. I know someone is going to take this as an insult, who's a friend of mine, but it's not meant as an insult. Dare I say it, in the idea of America, in the Trilogy of Freedom, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights, the Constitution is the third most important document in those three. I've grown... I've grown... I've always loved the Declaration of Independence. I've I probably have quoted in, in t- nearly two years on this show. I've probably quoted the Declaration of Independence a hell of a lot more than the Constitution. But it's funny, I'd always consider myself a constitutionalist in some ways. And I think listening to the left just talk about the Constitution, they're not complete sentences. Because what, what is the Constitution? Article 1 power, Article 2. The legislative and the executive, Article 5, states and convention of states. It's only a set of rules and guidelines. Those rules and guidelines mean nothing if you don't have a declaration of independence that said, all men are created equal and endowed by the creator with certain inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The declaration of independence sets everything up. You don't probably don't have a constitution without the Declaration of Independence. And if you do have a constitution, it isn't the same one that we know and revere and love today. In fact, I don't think you have an America that we all love today if you don't have that Declaration of Independence. It's just something I've been, as I've been watching the left talk about the constitution, every time I've listened to them, I've kind of went, first of all, my blood has boiled because they've usually misquoted the Constitution, or they've said things that are, oh, this is unconstitutional. Like Maxine Waters' impeachment. Look, Donald Trump hasn't done anything to be impeached yet. If and when he does, we can talk about it. But he hasn't done anything yet. So they're misquoting the Constitution, which annoys me. But when they're talking about it in a ph- philosophical way, I'm always, I always am screaming, you're missing the biggest part of it. You're missing the most important part, the pre, the, the predecessing document, the Declaration of Independence. You're missing the biggest part. And as I've been off this weekend doing some soul searching and reflecting and, and thinking of things to talk about, I wanted to bring this with you today because not in a, just to get you thinking, you know, is your love with the Constitution or is it with something deeper? And I, I think for me, I think maybe that's something we need to to, I'm going to continue thinking about it and see it, how we address it. But I think it's something that each of us needs to to think about. How much of a constitutionalist are we? Are we more in line with the Declaration of Independence? Because for me, the Declaration of Independence, everything about it is in... Honestly, I know people don't like this today, but I can't think of anything more divinely inspired from written from a human hand than scriptures and the Declaration of Independence. I will also say the same about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, but your Declaration of Independence was first. It challenged the status quo. Even its layout, and I've said this so many times. My friend who asked the question, why do you love America and you can't say about the Declaration of Independence? You know, there is there anything more American than building something? You know, every other revolution, all we, you, every revolution in the world, if you've studied it, 
you'll know exactly what they were fighting against. They tell you they're very, very obvious. You know, the Irish Revolution, what was it about? We want Britain out. Okay, wonderful. Everyone can tell you in this world. Walk down the street. Walk down the street and go, just stop a random stranger and go, what do you not like in this world? Everyone will tell you. I don't like this. The wealthy earn too much money. I don't like corruption. I don't like politicians. I don't like DC. I don't like Trump. By the way, on a side note, do you see they're still trying to moon his building in Chicago? Like, what is that going to achieve? Sorry, I thought that was hilarious. That, I, I'm like reading stories of people mooning Donald Trump's place in Chicago. I'm like, you morons, it's doing nothing. You're making a fool of yourself. Sorry, side point. But they'll tell you what they're against. I just told you I'm against mooning anyone. I'd be against mooning Obama. It, I think just it just doesn't add anything to your cause. Your founders were wonderful. Your founders were brilliant. You read the Declaration of Independence. How many words? I've never, I must actually count this. I'd say you have to read about 250 words, maybe even 300 words, before you find their first thing that they're against. You know, if other people are laying out your Declaration of Independence, it probably would have started with, we're the people of America, here's our 27 deportations against the king, signed, the end, have a nice day. That's what it would have done. Your Declaration of Independence is wonderful. Because you're not just saying what you're against, you have that forethought to say, look, our revolution is against the British. We want the British out. But what we also want to do is be a nation that stands for something. Be a nation that is for principle, that challenges the status quo. You know, in 2017, can you imagine, just take a random country, it doesn't exist, just take a country that all of a sudden is now going to be found out of a colony. They're just doing this little chunk of land. And they started, and within the first 50 words, they uttered a phrase, all men are created equal. In 2017, that would be still considered somewhat of a revolutionary thought. Because in Ireland, England, Europe, we have a class system. How can you believe in true equality when you have a class system? Well, I'm lower class and you're middle class and you're upper class. And the upper class looks down on the middle class and the middle class is looked down by the upper class but looks down on the lower class. How can you have equality then? And then say, well, I believe in we're all equal. No, you don't. You have a class system. In certain parts of the world, women are treated as second-class citizens. And that's and that's at best. There are certain countries around the world where if a woman is raped and she's not backed up by two men and seven women, she's not been raped. That's not even a second-class citizen. That The women in those countries aspire to be a second-class citizen. That other phrase, all men are created equal, in 2017 would be somewhat revolutionary. And I mean actually mean it. Not just say, oh yeah, we all, we, we all believe in all men are created. Of course, we're all equal. I'm a politician, you're not. You're a serf, go do what I say. In 2017, that would be somewhat of a revolutionary saying. Your founders taught about it 241 years ago. 241 years ago. Your founders are writing that in a document. Imagine a country, that same country, founding its revolution today. 
and saying, we believe certain rights come from God and it is government's job not to give rights, but to protect those rights. That would be a revolutionary saying. What? Government doesn't give out rights? Where do you think that comes from? Do you think Ireland would ever say, well, you know what? Government doesn't give out rights. Government protects them. No, 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 no. They'd be saying, no, no, no. We give out rights. I'm the sugar daddy. Come, come on. Come on. I'm the government person. You come and I give you rights. I confer rights to you. That would be a revolutionary saying. 241 years ago, your founders wrote it down on a piece of document. This is why America is exceptional. Going back to the start of the show, bring it all full circle. This is why America is an exceptional nation. You have rights, you have a history of rights and been the first to give them. It's incredible. And I know there are some liberal people who will listen to what I'm saying and go, well, well John, you know, three-fifths of a person, the slavery. Look, there is no one on this show and there is no one on the blaze ever going to defend slavery. Ever. It was horrific. But here's the thing. You want to talk about slavery, then let's talk about it in the context of the world. Slavery is not just a recent thing. Slavery is a lifelong day, lifelong aversion and stain on this world. And it's not just a race thing either, by the way. Because people go, well, it's all about blacks and slavery. They're white slaves. There was Israeli slaves. There are sex slaves to this day. One of the companies I love... Is Operation Underground Railroad. And they did a rescue mission recently, and I think the youngest person they saved was six years old from the sex slave, sex trade. Six years old. Slavery is a blight on the history of this world, not just America, but everywhere Ireland, England, Europe, Asia, Africa. There's no one ever going to defend it on this show. It's horrific and it must end. But it's still ongoing today. America is not a perfect nation. And and honestly, if you did everything in your power, you still would not be a perfect nation. But you are an exceptional one. You have done more in 200 short years than the rest of the world combined in 2,000 years. The advancements you have made, it's incredible. The advancements you have made in technology that now allow an Irish person who is at least 6,000 miles away from you, I'm 6,000 miles away from the East Coast, I'm probably about 10,000 miles away from the West Coast, maybe more. I'm at least 6,000 miles away from you. I am five time zones away from you on the East Coast. And yet, with technology, with the advancement of technology and the internet, I can sit here, record this show, go onto a website. This is what I, I record my show on a platform called Audacity. And then I edit it and I do a few things to it and tidy it up. And then I go to a website called Dropbox.com. 
and I upload four, five, five, six files for my producer in America. And it's instantaneous. I press a button and it takes, depending on the size of the file, it takes a couple of minutes to upload. And then it's up in the sky. And then at that same time, he can go onto his Dropbox account, go in and see, hey, John has just uploaded a load of files. And he can download them. That all can happen in the space of a couple of minutes. That is technology. That is incredible. That all happened because some American or somewhere, some person thought of innovating and making an idea and making the world a better place. There are so many reasons. I could talk I could talk to you for the next month about why America is an exceptional nation. And I'm going to. Because you have flaws, you have warts. But you are still a beautiful lady. You are still that shining city on a hill. It's not because of who's in the White House or not who's in Congress or who controls Congress. It's in spite of that. It's because of your people. It's because of your principles. And it's because of your history. I'll leave you with this thought. Earlier on I shared that question. Why would I want to be an American? Why wouldn't you want to be? I can think of nothing I would rather do than do this show and be a mouthpiece for America as an American saying, these are now my principles. These are now my shared common views and principles and beliefs. The Constitution is my Constitution. I am now an American citizen. I can talk to you because it's part mine. I have a shared value. It's the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. I have a shared history. I am now an American citizen. I can share that with everyone. What better honour for someone like me to have? I can't do that. I have to talk to you about your principles, your values, your constitution, your history, your greatness, your exceptionalism. I just want part of it. Because it's yours. And I can think of nothing more aspirational or great than to be part of it. And to say it's now part mine. And to add my little name and my service to passing it on to future generations. I hope this show has made you think, America. I hope it's given you some pause for thought. As always, we finish today's show the way we finish every show, by saluting the real heroes in society. Your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel, and yes, your vets. The men and women who stand for freedom and who make the ultimate sacrifice 24-7. And lastly, if you've heard nothing I've said for the last hour and it's gone in one ear and out the other, please just remember this. America is great because Americans, and I mean you, yes, you who are listening, Americans are good. Until next week, America, don't forget, CPAC Radio Row, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for lanterns.buzz. And until next week, America, Godspeed and God bless America. Thank you so much for listening to this short clip from the Freedom's Disciple podcast from last Saturday. I hope you enjoyed the content. Please subscribe for free on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music by searching Freedom's Disciple, where new content is released every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern. God bless. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.